You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there from 1966 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the painted ship. The painted ship from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with audience reflections from Pollyanna's dream world. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Vancouver punk photographer Bev Davies. Bev Davies is going to help me unravel the mystery of a photo album that was given to me by Alice. Thank you, Alice, for acquiring this photo album. It's a photo album of Vancouver punk rock picks that Alice picked up at a thrift store. Her friend found it at a thrift store, passed it on to Alice, and then Alice got it to me via Tom of Safe Application Society. Thank you very much, Tom. So Alice gave me this great, amazing book 
filled with punk photos. And we're thinking, where did this come from? Well, I've brought in photographer Bev Davies from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, an amazing punk photographer herself, to help discover what's in this book of punk photographs that was found at a thrift shop in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So the mystery of this great photo album will be unraveled today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. Found at a thrift shop? Yes, talking about photos on the radio. Plus, I'm going to ask Bev a couple questions too about her own investigative photo taking over the years and also wanted to pay a little tribute as well to Wimpy Roy, who passed away December 7th in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Wimpy Roy from The Subhumans. So this whole show is pretty much dedicated to Wimpy of The Subhumans and DOA. We're going to play your music and we're going to delve into a photo album and find out about punk rock pics from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada in the 19. 19- 80s. As I mentioned, Wimpy passed away on December 7th in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Wimpy was in The Subhumans, was in DOA, and there was a gathering the other night at the Wise Hall in Wimpy's honour. There was a great jam going up on stage. A great band was put together. We had Joey Shithead on guitar. We had John Card from SNFU and DOA and The Subhumans and the personality crisis on drums. Plus, we had Mike Graham from the Subhumans on guitar and Ford Pierre from the Tonics on bass. And they had a whole bunch of guest vocalists come up and sing songs that Wimpy of the Subhumans had wrote. And one of the songs they did was Death Was Too Kind with Nick from the Pointed Sticks on vocals. So I thought I'd play you a tiny little bit of this super band that played the other night at the Wise Hall in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada in celebration of Wimpy's death. We had Nick on vocals again, Joey Shidhead from DOA on guitar, John Card on drums, Ford Pierre on bass, and Mike Graham from the Subhumans on guitar as well. And they did Death Was Too Kind. So going to play a little snippet of Death Was Too Kind with Nick from the Pointed Sticks on vocals. Then we're going to go into the original of Death Was Too Kind by the Subhumans. Then Inquisition Day by the Subhumans. Then Urban Gorilla by the Subhumans. And then Rude Norton's Tits on the Beach. Rude Norton was a fuck band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, that featured, among others, Wimpy Roy and Nick of the Pointed Sticks. So we're going to hear Tits on the Beach by Rude Norton. It is pretty much one of the very most sought-after Vancouver punk rock releases, aside from the Subhumans' debut 7-inch, O Canada, Death to the Sickoids. And we're going to hear Death to the Sickoids right after that. And then we're going to hear an interview with Bev Davies. Bev will be joining me talking about the punk rock photo album that Alice uncovered. And then we're going to get into some more punk rock talking with Bev on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. So again, right now, here's a little sampling of what went down on Tuesday night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Wise Hall in honor of, in fact, this whole show, as I mentioned, is in honor of Wimpy Roy, an incredible inspiration to me, Nardwar, to Human Serviette, and to CITR Radio and all punks in Vancouver and worldwide. Here's Death Was Too Kind, a tiny little snippet, this is a tiny little snippet, taped from the phone, and then into the original of Death Was Too Kind on the Nardwar, to Human Serviette Radio Show. 
Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have beside me right now? Who are you? My name is Bev Davies. Hello, Bev Davies. Welcome back to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you. Who are you, Bev, just right off the bat? I'm a photographer. From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes. And Bev, you know a lot about photos. And that's why I've brought you in today to the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. What is going on on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show here today is we are doing a show on photos. We're going to be talking about photos with... Bev Davies. And we're going to be talking about photos on the radio. How would you like that? We're talking about photos on the radio. So maybe you want to close your eyes and visualize them. Or people should tune out right now if they don't want to hear about photos on the radio. But there is some interesting things come up because what I want to say is in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, there's a great organization called the Safe Amplification Society, and they put on all-ages gigs in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and they're trying to find a place place to have a permanent place where they can do all ages gigs in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And my rock and roll band, The Evaporators, we played a gig at Astorino's, a place that the Safe Amplification Society runs. And one of the guys I met there was a guy named Tom. Hello, Tom. And Tom knows that I love punk rock and I love photos because me and you, Bev, have done interviews before and punk rock calendars as well. And been at concerts. 
And he remembered in the back of his mind a friend of his called Alice inheriting this interesting punk rock photo album. Which you've not let me open the cover of yet. But I've brought to you today. So Tom and Alice, I've brought this rare punk rock photo album that Alice acquired from her friend. It was actually found, I think, in a like, wilderness thrift shop on Granville Street or a thrift shop on Granville Street. Alice's roommate had it for a few years. Then Alice got it. And then Tom told me that Alice had it. Then Alice invited me over to her house and gave me the photo album. It's intriguing because I've not seen into it yet, but it's book number five. And I didn't know much about what was in the photo album, but I thought to myself, punk rock photo album, Vancouver punk rock. Who should I come to but my good buddy? Bev. Davies! So here I am with Bev Davies in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Have we explained this accurately, Bev? Do people understand what's going on? What are we doing here today again? Just a little summary in case people are wondering. We're going to show them photographs on the radio. Baboom. So right now, I'd like you to start looking through this photo album, if you could, Bev. Describe it as best as possible. And this is a photo album again. Alice, thank you so much for discovering this. And thank you, Tom, for passing it on as well. This is Bev Davies looking at Alice's photos that she acquired from a friend who got it in a thrift shop. So you could please accurately describe what's going on here, Bev. Here's Bev Davies looking at a punk rock photo album for the first time that's been discovered by Alice. Wow. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> it says British. Who are these people? Oh, 999. Okay. Okay. I was at that show. If it was the one at the, at the uh, Commodore, I was there. They played an entire set of their music. They played an encore. And then they were called back for a second encore. And they said, we don't know any more songs. We've played everything that we know. What what do you people want us to play a duplicate of? And it, like one, the entire audience shouted, Homicide! So they played Homicide for a second time. That's interesting. Somebody was daring and used color. All of these are color. Wow. You're what are you looking at right now here, Bev Davies? I'm looking at a picture of Wimpy... Yeah, Wimpy, um, Wimpy was a singer for the Subhumans. He passed away December 7th of a heart attack um, at the age of 57, which we all thought was terribly young, December 7th when he passed away. Um, he also was in DOA for probably more years than playing bass, more years than he um, was the singer of the Subhumans. And he uh, also was in Rude Norton, and was a great supporter of the local scene and went to concerts even though he wasn't playing in bands. And this is a picture of him. And what's Dawn deranged sister's name? But anyway, that's her there. This may be her book, you know. Indeed it is. We think it's Dawn deranged book. I have a picture of her showing these pictures to somebody, so I'll make sure that I get you a copy of that where she's sitting on a bench at a concert and showing this book of photographs. Wow. This is amazing. This is amazing. What is amazing, Bev? What are people looking at through the radio right now? Well, the fact that this is Dawn's book, um, people have been trying to figure out where it was and what happened to it and get a hold of her sister and see whether she had it. 
and here it is. I'm looking at it now. Turning the page here in Don Derange's punk rock photo book that's been uncovered by Alice are now showing to Vancouver photographer Bev Davies to identify some of the people and their significance in the book right here. <laughs> so this is fairly interesting, Bev. You came across some of your own photos in the photo album. Yes, I did. <laughs> and what photo are we looking at here? This is Don Deranged playing bass? Playing bass. She played bass. Um, and there was a band called Two Lovely Children. And actually upstairs, I'm just scanning two lovely children pictures right now. The little scanner is probably finished doing them. And I recognize this guy, who I don't know what his name is. And again, on the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show here, we're speaking to Bev Davies, who's going through Don Christensen, Don Deranged, photo album that was given to me by Alice. And Bev is helping to identify these photos for the radio listeners. Oh, here's my picture of Paul Semenon and... Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone backstage at Lady, Ladies and Gentlemen presenting the Fabulous Stains. What's interesting about this little clipping here, it says there's a rumor that the Sex Pistols might have a reunion at the Smiling Buddha. Well, they did go to the Smiling Buddha when when the two of them were in town um, for this movie and try to get in and they were turned away because it was capacity and they said we're from the Sex Pistols and Lashman said we don't care who you're from <laughs> we're full you can't come in and they were shooting the movie, Ladies and Gentlemen of Fabulous Stains, at that time titled All Washed Up in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And Ray Winstone was in the movie, and it looks like Don got some pics of Ray right there. Yeah, well, we were both, we were both at some of the filming of it. Okay, this is so amazing that you have this book. See, Don had this kind of access in her photographs that I never did because I didn't hang out on... At people's houses and things. Like, I went to the concerts, I knew the people, I took the photographs, but it wasn't the scene that I was involved in in my daily life, which it was for her and was for all of these other people. And I always found that the women and Don would be one and Agita and Mustard more and Corolla and uh, Shane. They were the nicest people. When I would show up at a concert to take photographs, they would save me seats and give me a cigarette and you know they were just always looking out for me and I really think it's great that these are color photographs because I was not I was not dealing with color at all and it's nice to see the color in my mind you know you see my picture there it's black and white and I developed the the film myself and printed the pictures I could never have done this with the color so obviously she was spending a bit of money on this we turn the page Bev and we have a picture of Mustard and, it looks like Zippy. Let me look on the back. Mustard and Zippy, April 1980. Now, Zippy Pinhead um, was in the Dills from California, and he was also in various bands in Vancouver, and he still lives in Vancouver. And if people look at a Dills record made in Canada, they'll see some photos on the back taken by... Me, taken by Bev Davies of the Dills, and... Uh, that's a really rare record, though, but you could probably Google it and go into images and get to see it. The Dills Made in Canada or something, is it called? Another record they did to cover photos for was Rude Norton, which now sells for like There's two... Me. There's a picture of me. My God. 
Oh, we'll just cover that. I'm glad that we're on the radio. <laughs> Please explain, Beth. I missed that. Oh, well, I look a bit bulbous, I think would be. I, I have always battled with weight and not, not, I guess I've always battled with food. Um, and obviously the food won at this particular time. But um, there I am. Dawn's got her arm kind of beside me, and I'm posed with her, and somebody else is taking the picture. And I was just going to say, you took the cover photos for the Rude Norton LP. I think this is a picture of Rude Norton, which is Nick from the Pointed Sticks and Dimwit. Yeah, they had Rude. Rude Norton was a a band that that played instruments that they were not always familiar with. So, Nick from singer from the Pointed Sticks played drums. Wimpy was in, and, and Dimwit was in the band, so there's photographs of, of them. The Rude Norton 45 is quite valuable. $250. Yeah. And you have the masters for it, at least yeah. the cover. You don't have the vinyl master, but you have no. the cover. No, I don't have the music part, but I have the cover. And um, there is a story that it may not have been the first album cover for Rude Norton, but the other one got next and then I got to do this one and I I did the artwork and and I did the photographs and then I phoned the people and I said well is somebody coming to pick it up so that they can do the artwork you know for the cover and they said oh we thought you were doing that so I did that and then they came and picked it up and just reproduced it the way it was wow so Bev what are we doing here right now we're looking through Dawn Deranged photo album, which mysteriously showed up. Wow, it's really too bad that stuff... Well, I mean, it's nice that you can go into a thrift store and find something like this. It's just too bad that someone's collection, when they pass away, gets dispersed that way when it would have been welcome as it is now with open arms into the, into the community of, of musicians that are represented in here. And this is a very historic photo album, because right now here we have some stuff of Black Flag playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at The Smiling Buddha. We have Robo, the drummer of Black Flag, backstage at The Smiling Buddha. And we also have Chuck from Black Flag there as well. Yeah, I remember I remember saying to Chuck when I was watching them in San Francisco one time, I said, you're such a soft-spoken man. And on the stage, you're just like so aggressive and and violent and angry looking and he said oh if i didn't get to do that on the stage i would just be out killing people baboom yeah and looking closer at these photos you're so good at identifying venues you can tell that this is the buddha can't you by the way it looks backstage at the buddha is this the buddha well i mean it has to be the buddha but yeah it is um, Your main way of identifying photos in the Buddha, though, is the radiator, right? Yeah, the radiator or the sewer pipe on the that comes down from the ceiling and goes across the stage. And to kind of hide it one year, they covered it in, in um, sparkly uh, tinsel from a tree, you know, from a Christmas tree. So it sort of drew your attention to it and hid it in that way. Right now, the Buddha is back open. The Smiling Buddha Cafe, SBC Cafe. 
What is it like compared to what the old Buddha was like? It's a skate ranch now, but I'm having a photo show. I will announce it here on your show. I'm having a photo show. The middle probably opens on the 13th of March, and then DOA is supposed to play on the 14th. And it will probably be there for a couple of weeks, and it's called Beware the Ides of March, which is the 15th. Filled with punk pics by Bev Davies. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be uh, pasted on the walls. Here we have another photo from Ladies and Gentlemen of Fabulous Stains. This is a classic pic, isn't it? Yeah, remember that, that show that we did where Don was there? Uh, Terminal City Magazine showed Ladies and Gentlemen of Fabulous Stains, and that's how we met, or at least I met Don Derange, Don Christensen, and she supplied this photo, which I think was the cover of Terminal City Magazine. Yeah, it, it was. It's, it's a great photo. It's from, it's from the... Um, shoot of the movie because she has the red um sort of uh whatever that is eye makeup on it's a nice photo my gosh shooting color you know was never what i did but i really admire and look at it going whoa i really hampered myself in content wise because i could have that same shot and you wouldn't know that that was red and you wouldn't you wouldn't see the colors of the buttons and stuff like that sorry for depressing you bev (laughs) (laughs) no i'm inspired well i shoot color now because i shoot digital so and here we have pictures of the dish rags in action. Is this the dish rags in action? One of the great all-girl punk bands in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Sue from the dish rags. Yeah, um, the dish rags originally were three very young girls from Victoria that came over here. And then there was also another women-only women, women only band that were all young girls uh, called the Devices. And two of the Devices joined the dish rags. So we have Sue Short here who lives in Australia now. And that's her there in that other picture. She was obviously short. That's why we called her that. I know it's like I'm pointing at photographs and you're sitting out there in the in the comfort of your own car or home. Can't see these photographs at all. But maybe we'll figure out a way to get some of them up somewhere sometime. Great collection of posters in the back too. Yeah, I don't know what kind of posters are available if you go into images vancouver punk rock there probably are a lot of posters i know i posted for a while i posted photograph or posters on gigposter.com which is an american site that you can actually look at the um the gig posters that are there you can't post anything unless you belong to them um but you can admire and look at them and they're all alphabetical and by the name of the bands and the venues well you go in under the bands and then you can click like an opening band and then see what posters are available it's a great site gigposters.com and we turn the page and we have really a historic thing, thing that's been documented in Don Derange Elm here. It's the black flag at the Buddha expose here. What's going on in these photos? Very interesting. Well, we got Ron, Ron Reyes, who is um, the second singer for Black Flag before, before Dez. I mean, there were four singers for Black Flag. There was, what's his name? The first guy. Keith Morris. Keith Morris, yeah. So there was Keith, and then there was Ron, and then there was Des, and then there was Henry Rollins. And I saw a great T-shirt that just had the first names stacked one after the other. Didn't say what it was or anything. I wanted to buy one, but they were not for sale. And the last album pick here, what do we see here? 
I don't know. What do we see? More pictures of Ray from The Professionals, Ray Winstone. Another picture there of Ron Ray's drumming. And some more pictures of the skunks at Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Steens. And an interesting pic right here of the Black Flag Tour Van. That's the Black Flag Tour Van. And you know that from having read the back of this picture that just looks like... Black Flags Van, April 1980, yes. And yes, I do know that because I looked at the back of the pictures before showing them to you, Bev Davies. Thank you. Thank you for guiding me through this book, this amazing, amazing book. Well, thank you very much, Alice, for discovering this book and passing it on to me through Tom. Just in summary, if Alice is listening to this, again, this was a punk rock photo book that Alice got through a thrift store that we're now showing to Bev Davies. In summary to Alice, what would you say about this book? It's priceless. It's amazing. Just amazing. And now she's killing herself for giving it to me, Nardwarta Human Serviette. No, I mean, it's, it's, it has to stay within a family. And, and um, if, if there's a possibility of some of this being these people that are now listening about it, if there was a possibility that some of them could see some of these photographs or, you know, somebody put a fanzine out about this book. That might be it. It could have its own fanzine. Um, it's not that photographs are really the most amazing things on the face of the earth. They're just a little tiny window into a particular time. And this is a window in, into a time within the Vancouver scene that's staying within the Vancouver scene. Some asshole didn't buy it to keep the album and tear all the pictures out or anything like that. So thank you. Well, thanks so much, Bev. Thank you, Nardwar. I have a few more questions for you regarding some of your own photos, but right now we're going to hear a little bit of Vancouver punk rock. Yay.
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest Bev Davies. Bev, you've helped me identify a whole bunch of punk rock photos from Don Christensen's photo album that we got via Tom and Alice. But you've got a whole bunch of your own photos here printed off. More photos on the radio on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show regarding Wimpy, rest in peace, who passed away just recently. Maybe you could tell people about your relationship with Wimpy and what photos you printed off here, because this was for Wimpy's memorial. Yeah, Wimpy was my friend, and um, my son was on. My son is on the cover of DOA's "Let's Wreck the Party." He's the little boy sitting having dinner with his mom and dad, a turkey dinner, and DOA is coming in behind him. And Wimpy was in DOA at that time, and then I spoke with Wimpy one time backstage somewhere out at UBC or something, and he said. I don't know about your son. And I said, what? And he said, I don't know where you went wrong, Bev. And I said, what do you mean by I went wrong? And he said, your son is absolutely normal. 
<laughs> Boom. Yeah. So, you know, that was his praise thing. But then he said, I heard at some point that people were calling him Brian, and I didn't ever knew what his first name was. And so I asked him about it. I said, you know, why are people calling you Brian? Is that your name or something? And he said, yes, it is, but you can call me Wimpy as long as you need to. So, Wimpy, I still need to. Miss you. At Wimpy's Memorial at the Wise Hall the other night, there are a whole bunch of guys up on stage playing there, including Mike Graham of the Subhumans, and he was really into it. What were the Subhumans like live? You've got some photos of the Subhumans live there. What were they like live, and what was Mike Graham like as a guitarist? Was he jumping around a lot? Because he sure was at the Wise Hall. No, he usually stood absolutely still, and his hands were going crazy on the guitar, but the rest of him, he just stood there, and he would back up and move forward. That was about it. Um, But they took no prisoners when they played. And some people have said that Wimpy was the first person to dive in the audience, like he invented stage diving. I don't think so, but quite often the audience definitely came for him. You know, they grab a hold of his legs and drag him off the stage. So he did stage dive, too. And we're looking at a photo here where he's coming for the audience. Where is this photo from? And this is the subhumans in action. This is the 179 Legion that's at 8th and commercial. And uh, this would have been the show that the Dead Kennedys played at on November 22nd, 1979, because they evidently couldn't get a gig in the States on November 22nd. So they came up to Canada and played here. And rumor has it that Iggy Pop was there backstage. I never saw him, but that doesn't mean he wasn't there. Um, He probably was, and I was just on the wrong side of the stage. But it was a good show. This one has Wimpy pulling somebody by the scruff of their jacket at the back, um, sort of lifting them up. And looking at some more photos of the subhumans in honor of Wimpy Roy with photographer Bev Davies. Yeah, we have a picture here that actually Miss 604 um, that does the uh, 604 does the Miss 604 page posted this because I threw it into if you you know you want her to consider posting any of your pictures and you're on Flickr throw it into the Miss 604 um, collection of pictures and she'll look at it and she'll post stuff um, and I threw this in and she wrote about the fact that when I threw something in there she took a good look at it and and it has it has a it's at the Commodore and it's quite hazy and dusty and you can't really see Wimpy's face but you can see his striped shirt and he liked to have striped shirts wide stripes there's someone like absolutely upside down with their legs up in the air in the audience falling back into the audience now rude norton were one of the many fuck bands are in vancouver british columbia canada your favorite fuck band though was mount fuji yeah that that's true <laughs> um I told Nardware about Mount Fuji is Dimwit was drumming for Mount Fuji and he had a, a pointed thing that went from his shoulders up to the top of his head and was the, the cap of Mount Fuji of course covered his face completely and his brother Bob was making the poor man's smoke machine which was one of those toasters that you can burn the toast in because you, the, the things flip down and then you put the put bread in and then you hold it shut for as long and smoke was coming out of it and coming out of it and coming out of it and uh, because the toast was burning and then at some point Dimwit just ripped the thing off of his head and said you're trying to kill me and headed off after Bob his brother 
But all night afterwards, because they were the opening band, of which probably four people, including myself, saw, and all night people would come in and go, why does it smell like burnt toast in here? You're supposed to do one of those babooms. <laughs> I was going to baboom, too. I used up my babooms. <laughs> uh, here's another picture of Rude Norton. And, and the um, I know the night that this was taken now because Jello Biafra wrote a letter to be read out at the memorial the other, on Tuesday night. And he spoke of this show and talked of Wimpy's pants, how they, while Rude Norton was on stage, his pants just slowly slid down to around his ankles. And the Dead Kennedys were playing that night. I guess they were headlining. And this is a picture of Wimpy. And you can't see his pants because they've actually gone out of the picture. Just these legs. And underneath it here is perhaps the definitive Subhumans band photo. Yeah, it's um, it's the Subhumans. And now they don't have Dimwit with them anymore. And I can't remember that. Jim. Jim. Okay. Um, and they're on the front stairs of City Hall with City Hall in behind in the picture. And there's one of those... Um, sun things where the sun is like coming in your eyes kind of in the camera making the angles anyway it's a nice picture I like it and it actually is one of the few pictures I have that has a name it's called the subhumans go to college because it does look like an American college and again we're looking through subhumans photos taken by local photographer Bev Davies in honor of Wimpy Roy yeah, and I, I did 127 of these pictures at Costco for 10 cents apiece and gave them away at the memorial. And what do we have here? Some more photos? Let's do this one. Uh, this is this is debatable where it was taken. Um, I know that it was taken in, in February uh, 1980. And uh, Wimpy is lying down, and there's a whole kerfuffle going on on the dance floor dance floor um, of pulling him off the stage. He's lying on his back and somebody has a hold of his right wrist and he has a microphone clamped in his left hand and uh, many people pulling at him and trying to pull the people that are holding on to him off the stage. And as usual, Mike Normal is just standing there looking. They called him Normal for a reason, you know, and uh, he's just standing there playing guitar. And uh, this photograph also has a name and this is called And the Entire Audience audience tries to pull Wimpy off the stage. And people may have seen that photo as the cover for Sam Sutherland's book, Perfect Youth, about Canadian punk. Yeah, yeah. Though I, you know, I sold that to him. I think I got some money for it. You never know, you know. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. I used to have that discussion with Corolla all the time, who ran a gallery, and she said, you have to make up your mind whether you want to make money or be famous. And I said, well, no, I don't, you know, because the money isn't coming in. Give me the fame. <laughs> I don't know. I That's what I thought of more often, was getting these out in the hands of the people that care about the pictures. And that's what we're doing on the radio show today, the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Photos on the radio, making you really famous through your photos, Bev. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I'll just hold this one up. I'll hold this picture up here of Wimpy. <laughs> All of you can see it, right? It's a very strange one of him. He's shirtless. That's not terribly strange. But he, he um, has pointy shoes on, which is unusual for him. I think it's just unusual. And there's these really nice shadows and, and the cords that go across. And it's taken in Seattle at the uh, showbox. And they played there. And the reason why I went down with them is 
Rabid, the Rabid, were famous for playing their last gig. And then, you you know, it, there'd be all this advertising, this is Rabid's last gig, and then they would play another last gig. So they were playing a last gig in Seattle, and I thought, I'm not missing it just because it's in Seattle. So I went down, and they played a last gig, and they played another one. And honest, to this day, I can't remember when the last time was they played the last gig. We're going through photos here of Wimpy Roy to subhumans. What made the subhumans special again? Like seeing them live. I kind of asked you this earlier, but live, the songs were so catchy. Like, fuck you, slave to my dick, death was too kind. What made it different than the other bands are out there? Were like they the first punk hardcore band? Like the day of more in common with Black Flag, Satan DOA did. What made the subhumans special? Why did you really dig them? They had the songs. I mean, Mike Mike Normal wrote certain kind of political songs. Jerry Hanna wrote the anthems. Um, Wimpy wrote songs. They were all songwriters, and each each individual writer had a particular style, and yet they were all very political. And I don't think you'll see that in a lot of the California bands. And I think in in the movie Bloody But Unbowed, um, some of the California people talk about, I know Henry Rollins does, talks about the fact that, you know, people were singing in California about, um, you know, fuck the cops, we hate, we love girls, we hate the cops, you know, that kind of stuff. Really violent cool stuff, but it wasn't very political. And, And bands like the Subhumans and DOA were writing political stuff you should you should listen to some of that music a lot of i mean there's an opportunity and it may not last for a long time to listen to a lot of this music on youtube and a a lot of us have copies of it upstairs behind this and behind that and in drawers and things like that but we can't really play them we can play them on our turntables but they don't get online but right now there's a real huge amount of early Vancouver punk music online on YouTube and at some point it may be coming down. Bev, an interesting development has occurred. In fact, a caller phoned into me when this happened instantly and now it's well known. Neil Young is single again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you knew him when he was single the first time. Yeah, well, sort of single. He wasn't married anyway. He, uh, Vicky, 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 the folk singer person from Toronto, Vicky, name escapes me. You can fill that in later. Um, is he, that was his girlfriend, but I knew him in Toronto at that time. And he used to come to the club that Tannis and Janine and I ran after he played in the Minor Birds. And he would come up some nights and, and uh, come in at, you know, two in the morning or whatever and play through the night. And sometimes he would write songs and we would just lock the front door and only let people in that we knew when he was writing music. And I guess I've always told people that you were just about to get in the hearse on Neil Young's famous voyage to go to California where it all went down, but you were denied entry to that hearse. Yeah, and Neil had to tell me that too. And he really didn't handle a girl crying that well. (laughs) So you were going to go to California. You were all ready to go. You had your sleeping bag and everything. And he let you know right then and there that you weren't going. Do you think he knew ahead of time that you weren't going to go? Or did he just decide right then and there? It wasn't his decision that he decided. It was someone else's decision. And he didn't know. And he didn't. He went. He went to the, the place that I was staying at and picked up my sleeping bag. So he didn't have it in the hearse at the time. And I didn't have any money. 
and Bruce Palmer, Brucey Basie, from the Buffalo Springfield eventually that went down in the hearse with Neil, uh, gave me his last dollar. So he didn't have any money either, but he had much more worth than I did, obviously. And uh, he gave me his last dollar, and before they left town to go to California, I was already on the road hitchhiking to New York City. So your friends that went with Neil to California, did any of them actually make the whole voyage to California with them? Did they stay there long? Like if you had made it all the way to California, would you have stayed in California? They, they, um, Tannis and Janine went as far as Albuquerque and, um, Neil was really sick when he made it to Albuquerque. So I think he may have been in the hospital or, you know, resting somewhere for a while. And then they didn't go with him to California from Albuquerque. They stayed there for a while. And then when they got to Albuquerque or got from Albuquerque to um, Los Angeles, um, he was driving down the street in his hearse and pulled over and said, wow, this is really amazing. I'm in in a band and we're opening for the birds tonight. Would you like me to put you on the list? And Tannis said, fuck off, and walked away from him. And we had a chance to encounter Neil Young years later. Did we ask him about the sleeping bag, or were we denied twice, Bev? The last time that we saw him, we asked him about the sleeping bag, and he said it was put to good use, but it was long gone. <laughs> yeah, but he did say that I, I've never asked him about the money that he was going to send me to fly down to California, so that's just something I wouldn't ask him. Oh, so he said, you can't come, but I'll fly you down? Yeah, he said, um, you know, it's been decided that you can't come, but when I get down there and I've got the money, I'll send it to you to fly you down. So he still owes you a trip to California, Neil does. In a way, I would never ask him that. But when when they signed with the Minor Birds, they each got $10,000 U.S. as a signing bonus right then. Um, and Boosie Basie came back to Toronto and to pick up his wife and, and took her in a limo down shopping in Toronto to buy anything that she needed for the trip and then came into Webster's Restaurant on Avenue Road in the middle, two or three in the morning and bought steak dinners for everyone that wanted one, including me in the in the restaurant. And what's incredible is those minor birds tunes have been unearthed, haven't they? They're out there now. Yeah, yeah, they are. And uh, who who has put them out? Neil has, hasn't he? He put them out, but it's cool because it's like Neil and Rick James, the fabled recordings are out there. Yeah, I know. Since you've encountered Neil Young over the years, have you made up? Oh yeah, it wasn't it wasn't his fault at all. I mean, it it had nothing. It had obviously something to do with him, but it didn't it didn't it wasn't his decision that I not go. Is there any information on Neil Young that isn't out there now? There's all these frequently asked questions. The minor birds have been released. Is there anything out there that hasn't been documented about his time in Toronto, etc.? Oh, probably. Probably. I mean, in Shaky, the guy that wrote Shaky, which was the authorized version of Neil's life, and then Neil was answering, you know, like he was writing little things along in the book. Then he uh, published the book and, or tried to publish the book, and Neil held it up in court for years and years. And then it's out now, but things that I spoke and was recorded, like, he changed it. it. The book says that I lived with Neil Young on Avenue Road, and I never lived with Neil Young. 
Never. So Neil changed it to you living with him? No, the guy that was doing writing the book did that. And then uh, one of the absolute best things that Neil ever said was we were sitting in Webster's restaurant. California Dreaming came on the jukebox. Neil said, I want to go to California and be a rock and roll star. And Neil's comment in the book under that comment by me was uh, that's a good story, but it's not true. But you remembered it actually happening. Yeah, it was. It a- actually happened. And you are Bev Davies. Well, thanks so much, Bev, for taking the time to go through all these photo albums to show some of your own photos and to share some memories, photos. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time out there in the listening world to listen to photographs by Bev Davies. And I hope the listeners enjoyed hearing all sorts of stuff about your photos. But if they want to see your photos on the web, they can check you out on the web, can't they? Yeah, just Google Bev Davies. You can find. And that's B-E-V dot Davies. Not, not if, you're, if you're Googling me, just, just Google my name. Because I can't put the dot in there because then they want the JPEG right after that or whatever. Um, if I were to say anything to you guys out there, listen to music. Buy the music that you like if you can find copies of it. Listen to new music. I don't want to hear how your favorite band is Beyonce and Michael Jackson. Though they're both excellent entertainers. And you've taken photos of Michael Jackson, too. Yes, at the Victory Tour. But, you know, there's a lot of new musicians out there that are doing great music. There's a lot of interesting stuff that's being re reissued again. Um, get a turntable if you don't have one so that you can get some of that 180-gram vinyl. Well, thanks so much, Bev. Anything else you want to tell the people out there at all? Rock on. Well, thanks much, Bev. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. Click, click.
I'll Wait Forever, Mix 1. You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, I'll wait forever, and I've got you in my soul by the Minor Birds. That's Rick James on vocals, Neil Young on guitar, and Bruce Palmer on bass. The legendary Minor Birds recordings have been freed. The files are free. So you heard there, I'll Wait Forever by the Minor Birds. And before that, I've got You in My Soul. That's 1966 Motown. Neil Young, Bruce Palmer, and Ricky James Matthews. And before that, an interview with somebody that knew Ricky James Matthews personally, Bev Davies. To end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, thought I would play something equally historic. This right here is a recording of the Pointed Sticks' big reenactment gig. They did not have a reunion, they had a reenactment. The Pointed Sticks from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, broke up in about 80 or 81 and did not get back together for a reenactment 
until 2006 in Japan. So we're going to hear right now the pointed sticks for the first time on stage, probably in like 25 years, from July 28th, 29th and 30th in Kyoto and Tokyo, Japan. This is the pointed sticks from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The reunion show, the first time they played notes together as a group in history since they broke up in 80 or 81. So here's the pointed sticks featuring Nick Jones on vocals, who you heard earlier, way in the beginning of the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show, singing Death Was Too Kind at Wimpy Roy Rest in Peace Memorial this past week in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So here's the Pointed Sticks live on stage in 2006, their first time on stage since they broke up, and their reunion, their reenactment happened in Japan. Arigato! 
gonna try and play all the songs you want this is one I think you like it's called lies Yeah. 